coming this summer. Dude, come look at this big honking shit I took. Terror comes in many forms. Hey man, that um, your shit is moving. But when fear attacks you with your pants down. Ah! Oh my god, what is that? There's only two guys fit for the task. Uh, hey, we're the plumbers. I'm Campbell. I'm Michael. And uh, we're here to fix your problem. <laughs> oh, I see. I see. Looks like we've got a nasty case of the toilet trimmers. Uh, what's a toilet trimmer? Well, you see, sir, it's a worm that lives in your toilet. But I think it came from your asshole. I could be wrong. But I don't know. But fuck damn shit ass bitch. Pardon my French. That's like, that's a good quote there. Come on, give him one, give him one. An adventure like you've never seen. Hey, uh, you got a plunger there, uh, Michael? Uh, okay. Alright, Mike. Michael? Where's Michael? He's dead! He oh, hey, Mike. What's up? <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, right here. Oh shit, you were like here, behind here, me though. Oh, thank you. Um, oh, yep, yeah, that worm's pissed. Is this the best y'all can come up with? <laughs> How much do I get paid for this? <laughs> Dude, it's for my, like, college thesis. <laughs> okay, so back to the movie. Um, listen, um, here. I'm not gonna get that toilet trimmer. Let's paper, rock, scissors it, cause we're best friends. Okay, ready? Paper, rock, scissors, shoot. Ha! Ha ha! Now go elbow deep in that toilet, Michael. You know what? How about you go flush yourself? What the? Flush? <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Alright, well, they say the best way to get rid of toilet trimmers, guys is to take up in the back and we pour a little muriatic acid down it. So, say hello to my little friend! Quotes! Dude, dude, you're not wearing safety gloves! Oh shit, ah, my hands are burning! Oh! Is this going to like straight to VOD or, or what? What are y'all doing? Am I gonna be on Amazon Prime? What? <laughs> <laughs> Um, oh. Michael, run, run! I think the toilet trimmer got out of the toilets. <laughs> what? We've got sink trimmers. Hide, 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 hide. Do you hear it? Do you hear it? Oh shit! I think it's coming. Oh, oh, there it is! Clever girl. <laughs> <laughs> this summer, straight to DVD. Yeah, Cascare Studios, motherfuckers! I, I don't know, that was kind of crazy. Hey everyone, and welcome to the Cat Scare Podcast. I'm Campbell. I'm Michael. And tonight we're going over 1990s cult hit Tremors. One of my favorite movies of all time. The prequel to Toilet Trimmers. Yeah, yeah, Toilet Trimmers coming out in 2035. So, you gotta get some investors. 
<laughs> in 20 or something. Yeah, 20 or something. Uh, YouTube. It's coming out on YouTube. <laughs> YouTube Red. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, you read YouTube? Bro, that was the dumbest, <laughs> the dumbest fucking joke <laughs> we've ever had on this podcast. No, there's been some bad ones. You don't listen to the podcast. That's true, I don't. So, um... Uh, solely because of these jokes. <laughs> That's the best part. <laughs> okay, so, uh... Tremors was directed by Ron Underwood... A uh, screenplay by Brent Maddock and S.S. Wilson, who uh, did, like, um, No Batteries Not Included in some of these other movies. Um, and it starred my buddy Kevin Bacon. Kevin Bacon slaying it with his big dick. Just flopping it out there. Fun Wild things. Kevin uh, hated this movie he for does, the longest he, yeah, time. It took him a little while to really... Love it, and I can understand that he he went from a uh, victim of Jason in Friday the, Friday the Thirteenth. Then he finally got some success. What was that movie he got? A oh, Footloose, yeah, Footloose. Footloose it was a great movie. And then th- this was pretty much right after that. Yeah, right? and so he he felt like you know, hey, I've done my leading man thing. I've been I've done my Patrick Swayze. Now I need my movie. My big movie. Well, it's crazy that he thought, like... Cause I, I guess this movie didn't do... It didn't do that well in the box office. No. Had a budget of $10 million, made $16 million. So yeah. it's like, it made its money back, yeah. but... Because everybody you know, loves In terms it. of how, like, these movies go, it just barely... Yeah. Made its money back. Um, and so, I mean, it was considered a failure. And Kevin Bacon was just like... I can't, this movie killed my career. Yeah, I can't believe I'm in a movie about a worm. <laughs> and so I can understand why he felt that way because, uh, truth be told, it took a little while for this movie to get its footing. And now it's got seven movies and has created kind of like a straight-to-tape DVD and VOD empire. Um, the last one actually coming on Sci-Fi Channel because they love schlock. Uh, Sci-Fi Channel's like, wait, 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 wait. Are you telling me you have a movie of about a killer octopus that breeds with a tiger? I'm on. We got this. Here's money. Go make it. Here's some weird TV star from the 90s. He'll star in it. Look, Sci-Fi Channel runs off of the rule of cool. <laughs> well, I didn't realize Tara Reed and a Shark Hurricane were cool, but hey, people like it. Have you ever watched those movies? Yeah. What, what, what? What do you mean? Those are great. They're terrible. What are you talking well, about? Well, they are terrible. But they are they are definitely so bad it's good. Well, they know. I mean, they're in on the joke. Exactly. I mean, but then again, it's still, like, I still have a rule when it comes to movies, and it's hard for me to sometimes look past it, even though we watch movies that have terrible CGI and terrible effects. But, like, most of the time, it passes. But the Sharknado movies just... Like, my brain hurts watching it because I'm not invested in it because I'm not scared of these fake-ass cartoon sharks. And so, <laughs> you know, the baby sharks are scarier than, the, than that. I mean, I, I can see your your point because um, if you don't... It, it's kind of like, a, I mean, imagine, like, watching Army of the Dead and not liking Ash. Yeah. And it's like... Now I have to 
trying to look past all this. Yeah, it's like this movie's this movie's crazy and sometimes nonsensical. That's like that's kind of how Sharknado is yeah. all the time. And so if you don't, I've forgotten his name, but the main the main guy, like if you don't care about him yeah. at all or care about his whatever his goals are, mm-hmm. you know whoever he's trying to save or do, then it's like you're not not gonna like it, but. <laughs> I, I like being able to suspend my uh, my my disbelief and you know watch it and yeah it ju- just kind of like stuff that could never happen. I mean, like I I am not one of those people that I enjoy bad movies, but like I think I think Sharknado is one that would be better as, as a group and oh, yeah. you know actually making fun of it together because I mean I used to do that with my friends in the movie theater if, if the movie was bad we would poke fun at it and sometimes oh, yeah. I even mean, the, we, we watched the Sharknado movies in college yeah I mean and I can see that being a, a good time uh, but let's talk about Tremors uh, Tremors is a cult comedy with a little bit of horror dashed into it and it really like I said took its time to get its footing but it became a hit. Probably blew up during the VHS era. I'm sure they probably made way more money. Well, considering, yeah, I mean, the the five follow-ups, the five sequels were all direct-to-video. They were going... I mean, this is definitely a... Uh, I, I definitely remember every time we would go stay in Edisto, mm-hmm. um, we'd always go to the video store. Yeah, we, me too. Rent some movies yeah. there, and I was always very interested in the horror section because it was like, well, look at these monsters. Yeah, scary looking I loved. Po- I used to love the the nineties um, and in early two thousand stuff. I remember seeing Tremors. I think they had the a Tremors poster up in that that place forever. I'm oh, pretty yeah? certain. Um, now it's all fancy and it's not a movie store anymore because everybody's got streaming services. Yeah. You don't need a video store anymore. It's just sad. Um, it's not sad. It is kind of sad because, like, you okay, you didn't grow up necessarily in that era, but I grew up when you went to the movie store just to like plan your night. You know, you went. And, well, I mean, we we planned our week. Yeah. So, but mostly because I I grew up at a time where it was video games there as well. So like we go to Blockbuster and yeah we get yeah uh, we go to Blockbuster movie gallery. Or whatever the place in Edisto was, I forget the name. I but, think they um, just the uh, ice cream shop video store. <laughs> they, yeah, I don't yeah. think they had a name. Yeah. So, but uh, but so we would like go into Blockbuster. We would go there, uh, rent like two movies and a game. Yeah, I thought it was awesome. And so get some popcorn. For right us there, kids, we were like, we're we're focusing on what game we're gonna get. Yeah. Uh, and then my parents would get movies for them they'd probably get one movie that's more of a family movie and then a movie for them but i mean for me and my brother we were we were playing out our week yeah see i i my family actually owned a video store um they here in walterboro my parents uh opened and operated video village uh here in i guess the same shopping center that's uh, where roses is now it's a, a southern beauty hair place now but like i grew up in a uh, movie store i like stayed in the kids section and watched movies while my parents worked so like i would get the opportunity to see movies early um sometimes the movie studios would send out to the independent video stores 
this thing called a screener copy. And the screener copy would come out before the movie would come out and you would actually play it and in the store so people would watch it and be like, man, I can't wait to see that movie, you know? Uh, wait, so it was just like a thing of ads? Nope. It was legitimately the movie. Screener copies were a couple of movies on them. Sometimes there were just one, but it was a full movie. And up below it would flash screener copy. You know? And so um, you couldn't just sell it yeah. because of that. So um, my parents got tremors. And, of course, they knew me as a kid. And they were like, I think you would like this movie. <laughs> And I was probably, what, 1990, so I was probably five or six. Um, and I plugged it in and probably watched it 40 times after that. I just loved it. I, I don't know what my little kid brain thought was so cool. Wait, I know now because it's fucking great. Um, I mean, yeah. It's like, I don't even know how to explain how terrific the movie is. There's, the pacing is fantastic. Like, it never gets boring. It really doesn't. I um, mean, it, and surprisingly, it keeps... Well, you, you really like the characters. Like the characters yeah. are so good. Yeah. And, then and the, like, that that's something that a lot of monster movies, I feel, doesn't get. They normally just have, like, these cookie-cutter stereotypes that are just fodder for the, yeah. for the monster. But, like, you actually like these characters. And you're rooting for them to get and out. You, and you want them to get out. Yeah. yeah. And um, and that's another thing. The the acting, while it's not a hundred percent like Academy Award winning, it is still ser- serviceable. But it almost makes it that more believable that these people live in this town because they're not your typical uh, studs and beautiful women. Like you've got a good mix of people. And Reba McIntyre and and uh, Michael Gross, who plays Burt Gummer, like they're gun nut loving. <laughs> loving attitudes pay off in the, and that's another thing payoffs this movie is full of setups and knockdowns like you see it through the movie that they're going to show you this you know they show the girl on the pogo stick that's going to come back later on in the third act like they they really took their time and oh, it's hard to believe but they're like oh wait how the pogo stick come back huh remember uh, he, uh, Val's like everyone be quiet and then all of a sudden you hear the pogo stick and they're like, get get off the pogo stick. And then he runs oh, yeah. and tackles her. But yet the pogo stick still stands up. That was a little unbelievable. <laughs> and then gets sucked down to the ground. But there's just, there's just so, I mean, I'm surprised this guy didn't get more work because of this uh, Ron Underwood. Uh, let's see. Mighty oh, he, oh, never mind. He has done much more work. He had City Slickers, which was a hit. Um, he did... He did episodes of Agent of S.H.I.E.L.D., Scandal, Nashville. So he ended up becoming a a TV director, which makes sense because the characters and the way they talk with each other reminded me of, like, a sitcom, you know? And um, and so that makes sense that he would be able to direct something like that. Okay. <laughs> now, I'm trying to think, like, there's another time when they set up where they went past those guys doing the road work. Yeah, and then on the way back, they you know you know what they're doing. They're they're doing um, a telephone work, so that's a reason why it gets knocked out. They just did such a good job of actually staying on track instead of going off in this crazy monster movie mayhem. And uh, it's just 
like I said, I, I really love the movie. Like, that's all I can say. Maybe one of my top five. I don't know. I don't know if it'd be like that for me, but it was definitely one of my funnest watches yeah, yeah. I've had in a I, while. I wasn't, like, I, it was late last night, and I decided I was going to play it. And I was like, I'm going to fall asleep. But then as soon as it came on, I was just like, I can't. This is awesome. <laughs> like, let's yeah. go. Let's watch it. Did this movie remind you of any other movie? I mean, the first thing it reminded me of was just Jaws. Yeah, Jaws you know? and the... But Jaws is basically... I know it's not the original, but it's like it defined how monster movies are now. Yeah. Uh, even though Jaws isn't a monster. No, he's a real thing, kind of. But, um, I mean, he would be a real-life monster if you ever met Jaws. Be like, what's up, Jaws? How's it going? <laughs> but, but... Have you ever watched... Hey! you ever watched uh, Street Sharks? No. Wait, like, that's the one with the bands, right? Aren't they a band? No, no it's a, a group of skater teens oh. uh, get turned into various sharks. Is this another sci-fi movie? No, no, this is a uh, uh, animated series. Okay, all right. From like 1987. But didn't they play music? Like, didn't they have a band in it? They might. They I'm might trying have. to think of like, because that was probably what Ninja Turtle time when they were. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's that kind of time. Yeah. So. I re- <laughs> so the- yes, yes. I think they do. Maybe they weren't. Maybe they weren't. I don't know. But they probably they're they're extreme. You know, sports guys, they probably did play play some music. Um, Yeah, Jaws... I I honestly think Jaws doesn't have anything on this movie. Um, Well, I think we should watch it again. Yeah. We should watch Jaws because... Obviously, Tremors is not as influential as Jaws. No, no, no. no. Uh, And and Tremors Tremors did not give me nightmares or build a lifelong fear in me like Jaws did. What is it that you're afraid of? Well, well, I have thelastophobia. Fear of elastic. (laughs) No. I forgot about that. Sweatpants are a no-no for Michael. Oh my goodness! <laughs> no fear of fear of large bodies of water. Well, I watched Jaws and I wouldn't. Have, I mean, I love the ocean. I go swim. I'll swim out to the deepest part, dive no. down, high five some fish. No. Yeah, I love it. Um, You've been to like clear water though, haven't you? I do like clear water because yeah. in that case you, you can s- see you it. see, mm-hmm. and so you see there's nothing there. But like when you when you're in the ocean. Like, especially, like, our beaches. Yeah. Or even just out in the ocean, you can't see down there. Mm-hmm. And so, it's just this... Do you know why crazy... you can't see? That's not a reason. <laughs> Do you know why you can't see? What? Uh, pollution? No. So, uh, our, our rivers are blackwater rivers... And that's because of the tannic bleeds from the reeds and different things that are in there. And so that that bleeding comes out into our ocean. And that's why you can go out further and still kind of see a little bit better. But because of those tannic acids, it's brown. Thank you, Bill Nye. No problem. <laughs> Campbell's Science Corner. <laughs> I, I could be you, fucking wrong. I don't, I, don't know. Know. I don't know where you pull that out. No, really. I, well, no, I'm not saying you're wrong. I, I, like, I may be, you know, but I, I lived and worked at the beach a, a for random, years. random bit of knowledge. Hey, listen, you know what an uh, Atlantic cockle is versus 
<laughs> the state shells a lettered olive. Okay, I know these things. Okay. So, it's my favorite shell, too. Make a cool puka shell necklace out of it. <laughs> um, but, like, I, th- I thought it was kind of funny. Like, I feel like we do need to do Jaws because we did this movie and we did Nope. And Nope kind of reminded me of Jaws in the air. You know, you, yeah. you set it up as this mystery and you get a group of fun people that you want to root for. You know, the Jaws people I didn't root for that much, but the, my favorite character died, so that sucked. Um, well, it's like, I haven't seen Jaws in so long that, like, I don't rem- really remember much about the characters. Okay, I'm going to explain the whole movie to you right now. A lady swims out in the water. It's dark. Why are you swimming in the at night? <laughs> well, I know. that. That's the scene, <laughs> that's a scene that I saw when I was, like, I can see, five years yeah. old. I I was in daycare. Uh, they were watching Jaws in the big kids' room. Mm-hmm. You know, the the older kids that were there, and I was still in the younger kid. But they didn't have a bathroom there. You had to go to the front to use the bathroom. So I was going to use the bathroom, and I saw they were watching Jaws, and that they had just started. They're playing that scene, <laughs> and I saw her getting fucking whipped around That's in a, the dark a, water. That's and, a spooky scene. Oh my, <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to think of the movie that scarred me when I was a kid, but I, I just, I always had a fascination with fear, and and I was a little Freddy cat kid. I, I was scared of the dark and stuff, and I think that watching these movies have kind of made me where I'm not afraid of the unknown. Oh, see, I like I like dealing with fear in a safe way. Mm-hmm. Uh, so like, yeah, I in mean, control. At, as soon as like I saw that. Uh, I immediately it was like all my books yeah. were about sharks. I wanted everything. About <laughs> you wanted sharks. to know because like sharks are cool. They are very cool. Uh, like there's some that, but they're also scary. So it's like I want you. I want you either in a book or behind a glass. Yeah, glass wall. Uh, like I've always been. I don't want to be in the same space as you. I've always been fascinated with a goblin shark. Um, I've ugly the ugly thing. I don't know what it is about that. It creeps me out. Anyway. Off of the shark stuff, Tremors had a bunch of sequels. I have only seen really one, and that was the second one. And it returns Fred Ward as Earl, and they go to Mexico, or Southern California, and <laughs> and they're working for the world's biggest oil factory in Mexico, and it's like two drums on the ground. It's really cheap. That one actually was getting real close to making it to theaters, but they decided to do VOD, and that's where the... The franchise has sat ever since. Should we go over the plot, sir? Probably. Yeah, yeah. We can talk about other movies while we do it. (laughs) Here's the plot according to our lovers, Wikipedia. In the film, handyman Val McKee and Earl Bassett wish to leave the small desert town of Perfection, Nevada as they are tired of their dull lives. Yeah, so they do like the bitch work in town. Yeah. That's their whole existence. They uh, pump septic tanks out. They mend fences. Um, they put linoleum down. They, you know, build a shed. They, they do everything. They're, uh, they're perfections contractors, basically. However, they happen upon a series of mysterious deaths and a concerned seismologist, Rhonda, studying unnatural readings below the ground. With the help of eccentric survivalist couple, Bert and Heather Gummer, the group fights for survival against giant, prehistoric, worm-like monsters hungry for human flesh. 
So that wasn't the plot, that was something else, but I'm gonna just cut this part out and continue the plot. Valentine, Val McGee, and Earl Bassett are handymen working in perfection. Nevada, an isolated settlement in the high desert east of the Sierra Nevada mountains. They eventually get tired of their jobs and leave for Bixby. Uh, perfection isn't a real town also. It's a made-up town. Yeah. But it sounds like a town that would be in Nevada. But crazy, they, they turned down free beer. They, we turned down free beer! <laughs> I forgot what he said. <laughs> he goes, We have faced temptation and did not fail. Goddamn praise the Lord. <laughs> God, what a... What a Ultimately quotable movie. Oh, yeah. Um, they eventually get tired of their jobs and leave for Bixby, the nearest town. As they leave, they discover the dead body of another resident, Edgar Deems, perched atop an electrical tower, still grasping the tower's crossbeams and his rifles. So that, what do you think about that one? They stop because they, they're getting out of town and they're like, we're never turning back. And they see him up there and he's like oh Zagger Dean it was perfect pacing perfect tension of him going up you know it's just like god I gotta get this drunk bastard off this tower I'm like I'm gonna do this and then we're out of here I mean and then the reveal that he's dead and then yeah. and then we see that it was from dehydration which was a horrible way to die yeah um well, so what would you think about that scene you like that that was good you got anything to say about it I don't, I don't really okay I, that's fine it's a scene yeah, it was, okay. a, it was a fine scene. You got a fine scene, the finest. Yeah, I mean, I do like uh, that that was a bit of foreshadow to how persistent these yeah. things are. And also, like, uh, this is the dominoes, like, clicking in their head at something's going on around here as they continue to find these horrible situations. Jim Wallace, the town's doctor, determines that Edgar died of dehydration, apparently having been too afraid to climb down. Later on, an unseen creature kills Shepherd Fred and his flock of sheep. I thought everybody had good screams in this movie. Yeah. Yeah, I thought, like, the screams were pretty well done. Val and Earl discovered his severed head and believed that a serial killer is on the loose. Perfectly placed in the soil. Um, two construction workers ignore Val and Earl's warning and are killed by the same creature, causing a rock slide. Which I like. I love that too, because it's just the the noise of the of the jackhammers, and then as soon as they hit, you hear the tremor scream, it's like or something like that. Well, and you have the the blood like yeah oozing out. It's like super red. I mean, which could be it could be the way the tremor's blood is. I don't know. I did see. I did like how they put like meat in all the murder scenes. You know, they like have these chunks of stuff in there. You know. Yeah. So. It causes a rock slide because the jackhammer gets stuck in the trimmer and the trimmer zooms off and pulls them in there and it causes the thing to kill both of them. So, um, Val and Earl try to find help after warning the residents but find the phone lines are dead and that the rock slide has blocked the only road out of town. Out of sight, a snake-like creature wraps itself around their truck's rear axle but is torn apart when Val stomps on the accelerator and drives away. And is discovered when they return to town. I kind of like that. They they showed a monster. They showed what they're up against, but it's totally not all that's there. So they just think it's these little snake guys. Yeah. And um, they're in for a big surprise. Which I, was weird how those snake things are big. Yeah. They're not like that big. Yeah. And they, they were like 
just one of those things could take out all the farmer and the sheep, and it's like, let's be. I don't. Yeah, I don't know about that. Yeah, yeah. Well, here's the thing um, with the anatomy of the uh, monster. It's three separate tongues with basically face heads. You know, they have their like a what's what type of um creature is that from mythology that has like multiple heads? Uh, um, hydra. Yeah, like a hydra. Yeah. How, how do how do they operate? <laughs> like how does do they operate singularly or together? Does the main one control them? I think it's I mean, if I were to guess it'd probably be three basically like like a mind meld type of thing. Yeah, like like these those three tongues are almost like their own well, never mind, because they also hiss. They did, so, yeah. So. so they had to be somewhat separate. I mean, it's a very complex creature. Um, it's a big, giant-ass worm thing. Looks like a huge mealworm and with a beak. And then it it also does the like alien predator thing where it opens up its... It's, it's still very, very cool. And, and when you do get to see it, it I, I guess it was just probably small puppetry they used. But it was really well done. Um, let's see where we're at. Then I'll get back to it. Okay. Val and Earl borrow horses to ride to Bixby for help. They come upon Wallace and his wife buried station wagon. That's a nut- Now that's a scene that affected me. There's something about that scene that, like, I'm like when I was. Oh, it's a- very claustrophobic. Yep. When I was a, a kid. Um, I saw this, and I'm like, look at that old couple. They love each other. Just, and he's just curious. And um, he's ignorant. So, <laughs> so, like, the doctor is just, him and his wife are just hanging out, and then all of a sudden the generator stops. And I just think it's so cool that they're like, I'm going to go start the generator, and then it's fucking gone. You know? Yeah. It's just gone. And he's blown away. I mean, I would be this way, too. I'd be like, how did it go? UFOs! <laughs> so he's getting ready to leave with his wife, and then all of a sudden gets sucked down into the ground. And it's just, I, the actress is really selling it. Like, this is the love of my life. What is going on? I need to save him. But then she quickly forgets him and runs out in the station wagon. So she, so she thinks she's safe, right? Yeah. Nope. It pulls the station wagon. I mean, these things are so strong, it can pull... An old metal ass, old '90s station wagon. Well, it well it kind of like loosens the ground. Yeah, it, it kind of goes, whoo, you know, it makes this like yeah. cloud. It's like, Burr. but so I think it's farting or something. I mean that that scene it kind of gave me the same feeling that um, like uh, like in Jurassic Park when yeah. uh, the big fat guy, oh uh, Nedry, the guy, yeah, yeah. Goes, gets killed by the one that like. The brings its fins out. Dilophosaurus. Yeah, something like that. It, that's it. Okay. I had the toy. Okay. <laughs> Anyways, uh, that scene always, like, it's like there's tons of people that die. We literally see the other guy get eaten by a T-Rex. Yeah. On, on the toilet. On the toilet! Toilet trimmer. Yeah, um, that'd be the sequel. Yeah. The, to toilet trimmers. But that, that death was always the one that, like, unnerved me because it's like, you know that there's just no fighting back. No, like you're you're stuck in this small space. It's like that thing got you. Yeah, oh no, that thing and that thing is quick. That was the creepy. That's probably my favorite part in that movie. 
was that a lot of people like the Velociraptor scene where it's they're walking in the kitchen. Mm. I mean, that scene's good. Well, first of all, Jurassic Park, just amazing. Well, a uh, monster movie made in the '90s. I mean, I would like to say that if it wasn't for Tremors, no, but <laughs> but um, if it wasn't for Jaws, it wouldn't it wouldn't happen. But um, both of them, both those movies are burned See, in my I, head. I don't think Jaws really had much effect on Jurassic Park. I think it was honestly just Steven Spielberg. Well, but Jurassic Park was really came about because of the advancement on CGI. They're nope. like CGI. Nope. Yeah. yeah. No. 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 Yeah. 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 Listen, Jurassic Park was supposed to be done in claymation, well, and yeah, if it wasn't for the guys at ILM doing it when they were off, because they're like, we can make a T Rex. And they were like, you don't do any of that. Stay away from that. You don't, don't even work on it. And they were playing it in the background of a presentation. And that's the only reason that we have CGI in Jurassic Park. I know. I've seen the same damn... Well, it's a great one. <laughs> I've seen the, da- the dang uh, documentary. You, you know now because I told you, Alec Murdoch. <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking about? You, saw, you, you watched how, how it was made. It was um, uh, Movies That Made Us. Or, or yeah, Movies That Made Us. Which I love the series. That's a great series. Yeah. So. But anyways. Yeah. Drop the mic. Back to Tremors. Really and truthfully, just like this movie, Jurassic Park holds up. Like, their CGI, it's just really good. Some CGI. I look, I look at it now and I'm like... The, the only thing... Like, obviously, with the, this being practical effects... Wait, did you finish the plot? No, we're Hell, still talking about stuff. Yeah, you didn't. Anyways, uh, but the effects in this, because there's it's all practical, at least as far as I can tell, I, I couldn't tell of anything CG. Uh, I don't it, think, It may yeah. have been something, but all practical puppet work, things like that. It, it does have that physicality to it that CG often doesn't get because yeah. you aren't able to get those minor details. But movement isn't always the the cleanest. Yeah, some of it looks kind of like hokey. like especially yeah. the 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 tongue, the grab boy mm-hmm. tongue. They're things. just waggling around. Yeah, yeah. It's just like they straight up in the first scene where we get to see them, which was uh, with the. The um the jeep yeah they look like sock puppets they, yeah, it looks like a salami yeah. you know like a wet salami uh, a big salami but still um, okay let's finish the plot here oh, well we still got a lot to do but um, <clears throat> after the doctor and his wife are killed by the station wagon getting sucked into the ground Valinor will find it and as they press on an enormous burrowing worm-like monster suddenly erupts out the ground. Revealing the snake-like creatures to be one of the worm's many tentacled tongues. Thrown from their horses, the men flee with the monster in hot pursuit. The chase ends when the eyeless creature crashes into the concrete wall of an aqueduct, dying from impact. Rhonda LeBeck, a graduate student conducting seismology tests in the area, stumbles onto the scene. She deduces that from previous readings that the th- there's three other worms are in the area. Rhonda, Val, and Earl become trapped overnight atop a cluster of boulders near one of the worms and surmise that the creatures hunt their prey by detecting seismic vibration. 
The trio then finds... They kind of forget later. Yeah, yeah. The trio then find some discarded poles and use them to pull vault over the nearby boulders, eventually reaching Rhonda's truck and escaping, which I would have... If that was the way to escape, I'd be dead. Well, There's no way I could do that. Well, the whole pole vaulting... And the music. There, there's a lot of things that don't make sense. Because, like, in that case, I mean, we see how it's done, both the... Uh, the fuck what you call it the bouncy the pogo 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 stick. pogo stick uh that and the uh construction equipment mm-hmm. you know just fucking sucking those things down yeah. why and didn't it, they why do, didn't it yeah. suck down the poles i don't know Walton. maybe they were just kind of impressed they were actually doing it and they're just like it's not bad <laughs> Holy shit, that's pretty cool <laughs> that's pretty great um yeah the pole vault thing was cool and and, and once again, the, the play between Val and Earl, it's just so good. It's oh, yeah. so real. It just feels so authentic. for, And they feel like friends, you know? They've always always been friends. And um, <laughs> I forgot what he said. We'll just, we'll just go between these residual boulders. <laughs> He's just so happy, he said. <laughs> <laughs> um, there was, from what I understand, because I, I did buy Tremors, um, like, 20th, anniversary dvd or something and they had a thing where they were initially it was supposed to be a love triangle between the um earl val and Rhonda. see actually there there may have been like signs of that there were there are yeah there because that i never thought that but shauna thought that yeah she she was like but wait but Rhonda's supposed to be for earl yeah so that was the weirdest thing, you know. But they, I think they were able to cut around it pretty good. But there are, like, remnants of that relationship. After the three return to town, the worms attack and kill general store owner Walter Chang, for, who is played by uh, an actor who plays all the Asian old I, men. I was about to say. All of them. I was like, no, not the token Asian. Yeah, all the Asian people. And if you're having, you need a wise old Asian man or a funny Asian man... He is the one you call. Um, I think he's in Gremlins as well. Um, So, forcing everyone to hide on the town's various rooftops. Meanwhile, survivalist couple Bert and Heather Gummer manage to kill one of the creatures after unwittingly luring it to their basement armory. So, that's uh, one of the top scenes. Like, that's what people think of when they think of the first Tremors. Oh, yeah. Is them, you know, coming back in, being aloof of what's going on. That little thing, I guess, that cleans the casings. I don't know. And it basically, it pops through their basement. Yeah. Like, that... The th- that break, what, breaks through uh, a concrete, some, yeah, concrete block wall, wall when it couldn't do in the other one. Yeah, but it's fine. Because you gotta shoot them with guns. I love it because they're they have two guns. You see two guns, and they're they're stuck, and they're like, "I'm out, I'm out," and you're like, "Oh shit, they're done." And then it just turns to the walls, a wall full. It's like a southerner's wet dream is up there, and it's like, "Holy shit!" Um, and then they start blowing away, and like an elephant gun. Um, it's the only reason I even know what that is is because of this movie. But an elephant gun kills elephants. Like, it's strong enough to kill an elephant. And he's holding it just like paper, you know? Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't even think you put it against his shoulder, which you may not be able to with an elephant gun because it'd probably break your shoulder blade. 
Um, that's why Campbell doesn't like guns. They scare the fuck out of me. So, um, even a BB... Keep keep the guns in the movies. Yeah, yeah. Don't bring it to my house. Can't take their guns away from them. So, realizing they cannot stay in town any longer, because the the Graboids are legitimately, like, tearing down everybody's house. These houses are made with, I think, paper. I really like the fact that the roof rippled. Yeah. When they moved, I was like, so they built this. They built this whole town, I bet. Or most of it. Well, it was probably, they had interior sets yeah. and exterior sets. But, like, the fact that they were able to move the building and have the actors on top. What it looked like to me was they actually, the the roof part when it was rippling, mm-hmm. they probably had um, it more like they were on, what am I thinking, like a blow up? thing okay and then just put they stuff on top of yeah. it so and then they made it in to... all the yeah okay that that well it was a really cool effect um and that's what i would say about this movie for a movie that really did not have a high budget they were very resourceful on how they made these scenes and and it shows like there's a lot of love and care that went into this movie okay so since they can't stay on the rooftops anymore Earl, Rhonda, and Miguel distract the monsters while Val commandeers a truck loader and chains a semi-trailer to the rear. The survivors use it to try to escape to a nearby mountain range. En route, both worms create it. Well, that was a cool, cool scene. En route, both worms create a sinkhole trap that disables the tra- track loader, and the survivors flee to some nearby boulders for safety. Earl then has an idea to lure in the worms and trick them into swallowing Bert's homemade pipe bombs. Going fishing. That was <laughs> great. Those are and then then when they blow up, they are they are uh, piles and piles of disgusting like flesh and blood. Um, well, well, it looked like yams. Yeah, it was just it was like weirdly orange. It, there's something about it that made me go, "Oh, I bet that stinks for real." Yeah. <laughs> well, we already knew they stunk. Yeah. They the, always they were like it. the live one smells worse than the dead one. <laughs> um, the strategy successfully kills one worm, but the last one, which I call Blinky, <laughs> okay, because he's missing one eye or one uh, hand. He's the one that. Yeah. Yeah. So he's like, you know, they always have that one in these movies. Like if there's multiple creatures, they have the smart one. And oh, yeah. it's either blue or lefty or blinky. It's one of those. So I, I've called him blinky. Wasn't blinky, uh, that's one of the ghosts in Pac-Man. Right? It may be. So that may be uh, the, the most smart of the ghosts. I don't know. The strategy successfully kills one worm, but the last one spits a bomb back towards the survivors, forcing them to disperse as the explosion destroys all but one of the remaining bombs. Val lures the final worm into into chasing him to the edge of a cliff and then explodes the remaining bomb behind it, frightening the worm into charging through the cliff face, where it plummets to its death onto the rocks below like a big... Sausage made out of only blood <laughs> just explodes. The group returns to town where they call it, call the authorities in to begin an investigation while Earl encourages Val to pursue a romantic relationship with Rhonda because he was secretly into her. It's like, you won, Val. Um, oh, that was his character. Arc. Yeah. By the way, uh, Blinky is one of the, the ghosts. It's the red one. 
So it's the most aggressive one. There you go. See? Blinky. I like whenever Earl would blend cuss words. He'd be like, we'll run like goddamn bastards. He's well, like, I, I pardon just my lo- French. I love how they would they would really emphasize it. So they'd be, a, they'd be like, son of a bitch. Son of a goddamn bitch. Yeah, pardon my French. And then when... So there's a couple of lines that have laser attached itself into my brain. Like, I, I just... I will always know them. Like, when Val finds out that Rhonda, the new seismology uh, student, is a girl... He's driving like a madman through the desert, and he's like, you will have long blonde hair, big blue eyes, world-class no, no, breasts. green eyes. Sorry, big green eyes, world-class breasts, an ass that don't quit, and legs that go all the way up. <laughs> and then she's just a brunette. <laughs> Very with, plain. Uh, with sunscreen all yeah. on her nose. Which is so. great, you know? And then also I love when the damn trimmer hits the cement, and he's like, fuck you! And I'm like, you can only use one fuck word in the PG-13 movie, because they took out the other one, the other two, which were Mother Humper. Like, it should have been, we got that motherfucker! Yeah, but like, honestly, because of how they had already been like, blending these words, like, mm-hmm. yeah. just saying Mother Humper didn't seem it, weird. It played. I wonder what a Tremors movie would look like gritty and R-rated, you know? I wonder how bloody... I think it'd it honestly be boring. It probably would be. I think you still have to... I don't think they can remake it. Because it's, it's not like... I mean, the, the saving grace of this movie is the characters. Yes. Uh, because otherwise, I mean, it's not like the, the monster is, like, the coolest monster. Yeah. Uh, Pretty lame. I mean, it's a, it's a worm. It's like a Mongolian death worm. Yeah. Um... Alaskan bullworm, SpongeBob reference. Uh, but so a monster's not like the coolest thing. Uh, doesn't have a lot of like different settings. Uh, yeah, it doesn't. The, it's just in the ground. The action, while it is, it's very tense because the the graboids keep putting them in worse and worse situations. Uh, it's not really exciting. It's kind of slower, honestly. But what makes it work so well is just how the different characters react. I mean, I love a, a shit-eating kid that's yeah, pulling, yeah. pulling prey. <laughs> Damn it, Melvin! <laughs> he's like, he's like, uh, what's his name? Like Nelson. Nelson. And then the girl from Jurassic Park's in it, too. The pogo stick girl is the yeah. blonde, and I thought that was cool because she's been in two great 90s movies. Um, Not much else. That's about it, yeah. Yeah. Um, and there's a couple of the characters that, that I could do without, you know. Um, well, there, there are definitely some characters yeah. that it's like they, they have a line or two that, you know, that, like, they didn't... They didn't have a real purpose other than to be eaten, mm-hmm. but they played their roles fine. Like yeah. they they were there. They they may have said like a line or two added to the conversation. Uh, like the guy then, that gets sucked through the tire. Yeah, which uh, was that, gnarly. Yeah, that was sweet. Um, I really like Miguel. He's like one of the few. He's one of the characters that I realized. Oh, I like I like his delivery. I like the way he talks. There's oh, something yeah. about him that's authentic. Well, it's so... Let them go after him. Let them chase it. Well, the way that... I mean, they they straight up talk 
like yeah. people do here. Yeah. Because, weirdly enough, it feels like Southerners, we just quip at each other all exactly. the time. Exactly. You're, you're fucking right. That's all we do is just make <laughs> jokes at each other all day. Like, it does. I mean, that, and maybe that's why the movie resonated uh, with me at a young age because I watched that, you know. I watched my parents act that way. I watched grown-ups act that way. But this, to me, even though... I doubt any of them are true Southerners. I don't know where Kevin Bacon's from. And maybe Reba McIntyre. But they played those Southern roles pretty damn well. And it was a multi-ethnic group. But sadly, no African-Americans. Yeah, but it's still, you know, you had your... But, yeah, there's no black people in it, which I was kind of surprised that even in a movie in the 90s... Not even one of the ones that just died. Yeah, you could just have them, like... You could have had them being up in the tower. You know, like, oh, there's one. Um... I, I don't know. I feel like I could watch multiple hours of them just doing stuff around oh, yeah. perfection. And, um, that, I mean, Val and Earl honestly could be like a, uh, like a Tucker and Dale. Yeah. Great, great characters. Why they don't do movies together or why he wouldn't. I just, I don't think you could ever make another Tremors movie without bringing those two characters back in because you know how they reboot and be like Tremors Aftermath or something and um, it would be like new characters in perfection and then they come save them legacy characters that's what they do now yeah <laughs> you know like it'd be like, it'd be like um, Chaz and and Chaz, Chaz and and Forrest and <laughs> they would be the new guys and, and they they run a tech company in perfection now, which is uh, gentr- it's gentrified, gentrification. It's become very open and big, and and they need some help from old uh, grizzled Val and Earl to stop these graboids. I think I just wrote the movie. <laughs> um, it's better than Toilet Tremors, for sure. <laughs> yeah, it was a little bit of a mess. Yeah. Hey, listen. We're we just throwing stuff out there. You know, if... Um, if half of the people that make money on YouTube <laughs> would make a movie, they would make it just as shitty as that. I mean, there's some ter- have you, the most popular people are horrible people. Yeah. So anyway, um, I'm trying to think of one that I recently. It, it, this isn't about trimmers. That's about YouTube. Another worm making videos over there. So. Um, yeah, what do you have anything else left to say about the movie? Like, I mean, I just I think this movie's great. Yeah, I don't even uh, know how to like talk about it because it's so good. Oh, because like it's it's a movie that kind of it it gives the same kind of feelings that I get from a so bad it's good movie. Yes, where it's like it this movie is just that right amount of camp to it that it's just a ton of fun the characters are funny and likable uh and i mean they might they may not have like the deepest character arcs but you you grow to like these characters and like how they how they change through the movie even just uh you know Rhonda connecting with earl and you know putting out the uh yeah. Pardon my French. Yeah. Also, uh, this is uh, probably part of my uh, perviness, but when I was five, 
I always felt funny whenever Rhonda took her pants off. I think you're kind of supposed to. Yeah, but and I was just like, because like, they, they, they did go down on the like, pants. Take your pants off. Yeah, I, I was just or, like. No, he said, get out of those pants. Yeah, yeah. I was just like, oh. Same thing with Sigourney Weaver and Alien. Once she strips down, I'm just like, why do I feel funny? What? What's going on with my pee-pee? Man, what's happening? This only happens when I have to pee real bad. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I mean, I think it's kind of supposed to. And it's it is a kind of a weird thing where it's like, really, you gotta make the the female undress. I mean, I don't know. it just kind of works. It just worked with it because, truth be told, there was nothing else she could do. She had to do it to survive. So, so they do that, right? Obviously, even though it's a moment of panic, they are kind of sexualizing Rhonda. But in the next scene, Val is respectfully tending to her wounds, looking not at her crotch or anything like that and then miguel brings her a pair of shoes and pants and i always thought that was real sweet compared to what some movies would do well now nowadays you'd either have your character just like straight up staring at her vagina and then the the girl would like have like a newspaper and hit his head or something or (laughs) or he'd be like oh i can't look yeah um um, you don't have any pants on. And, and then, but she's a strong female, and she's yeah. like, "I don't give a shit." Yeah, I'll walk around all day in these panties, in no bra. <laughs> no one wants to see your nipples. Um, yeah, that would be part of the new movie, yeah. the Trimmers uh, rebirth. Um, so yeah, Trimmers is fucking great. I highly recommend anyone to see it. This, I mean, you could, legitimately, I would like show this to my kids, and I may. Um, it's got a little gore in it, but not enough to to. But it, it's that it's that kind of gore that's honestly kind of acceptable. Yeah. Like people get weird. It's like monster blood, good. Yeah. People blood, eh, animal blood, no. Yeah. I mean, and another thing is like. You don't really see the, anyone get devoured. They may get pulled down, but nobody gets like completely dismembered. Um, well, and I think that's part of why the effects hold up because so much of it, they're so smart with hiding it. Yeah, you know, in the same way that like Jaws. You know, instead of watching the shark drag people, you just kind of see their upper body flailing yeah. about. And that's the that's where the horror comes in because of that. Yeah. Because you don't know what's down there. And and just like your fear of the ocean and big bodies of water, like you don't know what's down there. Um I have stepped on many things in the ocean. I'm just like, I don't know I don't want to know what that was. Um but it 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 only it has held up after all these years, which makes me happy that I saw it when I was a very, very young, impressionable boy. <laughs> and and honestly, it it is so good that I don't even really... Like, I hold it in such high regard. Sometimes I wonder if it wasn't my favorite. Like, that was my movie, you know? Like, some people have their Star Wars, but Tremors was like, all the things I love, comedy, scary monsters... Um, taking pants off. Taking pants off. 
all of it was wrapped up into one baby. I lo- <laughs> also, I love earthquakes. <laughs> but but all of it um, kind of helped me become who I am. I'll tell you what, you thought I was scared of the ocean now when I was a kid and learning about natural disasters. Yeah, tornadoes well, scare the fuck out of me. Well, yeah, uh, just as I watched Jaws and... Uh, or saw that scene in daycare. I also saw the opening for Twister. Oh yeah, still not a good movie, but <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's super hokey. Yeah, very like, hokey. It looks terrible. Like if, but if, like for a little kid, that scared the shit out. If of me. they like, had the cast from Perfection in Twister, though, I probably would like it. And the writing from um, that, because I don't know, Bill Paxton and Philip Seymour Hoffman's in it. And, anyway. Yeah. Not a huge fan of Twister. But, I so, was excited to see it, though. I went to go see it. but So, that made me super scared of tornadoes. Uh, and then, so I was like, oh, I'm reading about tornadoes, reading about storms, uh, reading all about different kinds of lightning, the signs of <laughs> uh, things. But then, you get to earthquakes, and it's like, oh, yeah. basically, there's these cracks all over the earth where earthquakes uh, can happen. And, in fact, you're on a pretty big one here. Uh, <laughs> and you never know when the earthquake's going to happen. It just kind of comes. And it's like, what the fuck? Yeah, there's no, like, warning. I mean, and, and sometimes for tornadoes, too, like... Well, no, there's there are signs yeah. for tornadoes. The well, I always heard if you hear the sound of a train, like barreling down. A tornado down. already. Now I'm talking yeah. about before a tornado. What are comes. the signs? Is it there? Is there like clouds going? I'm about to fuck you up. <laughs> well, no. Um, the biggest one uh, that I learned about as a kid was hail. Yeah, uh, I can see that. Hail, Big hail, right? Um, Obviously, high winds, uh, but especially if there is a um, like tornadoes are created by a difference in temperature. Actually. Yeah. So like the both the pressures yeah interact with each other. The hail. Pop- yeah. So but has so basically, uh, then when I would watch the weather and we and it's like it's really hot, but we got a cold front coming up. Like, oh yeah. I gotta get in my bathtub. Get the get the mattress on top of it, Mom. And then we we get in the give laundry. me my DS. I'll just be in the bathroom. We go sit in the laundry room and play hi ho Cherio. Yeah. I don't think I've ever really worried too much about it. I mean, I was working here. I don't worry as much anymore yeah. because now I'm just like, fuck. If it happens, it yeah. happens. <laughs> I I actually I was actually was here with the floor people at six a.m. The day that that tornado hit here um and it hit in downtown walterboro oh yeah um and honestly like george happened to show up because normally it's just one of us but it was making some crazy ass noise and at one point in time i was like oh fuck it's raining like crazy and so we walk out and the concrete's getting soaked but the rain is like coming at me like this you know it's not like down, it is hitting me in the face. The rain's going sideways. It's going, the world's all crazy. Um, but no, that shit, that it fucked up a good portion of downtown Walterboro, and it went forever. I think it went all the way to Edisto. Yeah, yeah, I remember. Um, so, I remember you know, that's scary stuff, man. I, I don't want to deal with that. Uh, but I'm glad we don't have to actually deal with uh, subterranean blind worms that will pop up and eat us. Yeah, we just get, uh, you know, like... Flesh-eating bacteria in our water. Yeah. And, um, and you know, sinkholes. Yeah. Uh, that, out of nowhere. 
completely destroy mm-hmm. uh, your property. Yeah, what else? Um, uh, uh, systemic racism? <laughs> yeah, and, uh, you know, nuclear war and... Terrorist attacks. Godzilla. Um, gun control issues. Um, you know, our president. Um, <laughs> aliens. Dude, aliens? See, I think aliens would bring... Because they bring Bigfoot down. That's like their buddies. They're like, we can't stand these assholes. Let's Bigfoot, just drop them. Bigfoot is an alien. No, no, no. It's cold in space. Bigfoot is legitimately like the dicks of their planet. So the aliens bring Bigfoot and they're like, "You, can, hey man, I got this cool place you can live. Well, just, just walk around out there. Yeah, yeah just, just walk. Oh, what I do? Um, make some tracks in the mud. It'll those Americans, they love watching their Bigfoot shows. Well, it's like there's never, there's never a thing of Bigfoot just like sitting somewhere. Yeah, or like Ima- imagine a Bigfoot just you know sitting maybe even like cross legs. <laughs> I I would like to see two big feet fuck. You know, see how that is. Like catch that. Be like you walk into the woods and it's like. <laughs> You can. It could just be two gay you bikers. Walk into your mom's room later tonight. Oh. I'm there. Yeah. Well. Do do the does the size of your feet match the size of your? They don't call me big um, feet. They call me big cock. <laughs> Let's just say. <laughs> I I maybe what you call a sass cock. <laughs> okay. Podcast, this podcast derailing. We are okay. This has been a it, listen. When the movie is good, it's hard to talk about it. I like making fun of movies, <laughs> but um, yeah, go watch this movie now. You can rent it on YouTube. Go pick it up at Redbox. I don't think, not Redbox. Yeah, you. Um, but go go check it out. It's great, and there's a lot of other movies you can check out after that if you want to go through the whole Trimmer legacy, the whole movie franchise however we're not necessarily endorsing yes the maybe the second one and then you can move on from there um so michael what are we going to do next week sir why does that i think we should uh i think we should watch jaws that's a song that's a scream oh shit okay so we're gonna watch jaws 1989's jaws uh, or was it nine nineteen ninety? Hold on, here I have it. Nineteen seventy five. What? Yeah, that movie was made in nineteen seventy five. Yeah, it's actually the first film done on water. Damn, never mind. That shit holds up. <laughs> I mean, the nineties are different, but seventy five. Fuck, that's yeah. crazy. Why did and, I think and it was- th- this was at a time? Uh, my brother was surprised when we were, we were talking about it. This is at a time before PG-13 existed. So, yeah. just like Nightmare on Elm Street is uh, PG, Jaws is also PG. Wow. And he he was surprised to hear that. Well, you know, there's a lot of movies that were PG that had, like, tits and dicks and stuff in it. You know, just... Yeah. Um, so, Jaws, 1975's Jaws, directed by Steven Spielberg. And um, the first blockbuster, just like Tremors, the sequels are rough. <laughs> <laughs> um, so maybe that's it. Maybe you, maybe a monster movie, if it's great, should just stop and then not do anymore. Well, I mean, it's like Sharknado. I, re- I really feel it just lost the magic in its <laughs> yeah. later films. Of course. I mean, 
weather systems and fish. It's always trouble. Uh, there's actually an episode of um, Fargo that had a a like trout tornado. So oh, where it like yeah. went over, uh, and that actually happened. Or like a fish. T- it, there was one time where it got sucked up in a water spout and fell all over the town, like frogs oh, yeah. or something. Anyway, um, so it's real. Sharknado is based on a true story. <laughs> okay, uh, well, Michael, it was great talking to you about one of my favorite movies of all time. And uh, everybody, thank y'all for listening to the Cat Scare Podcast. I'm Campbell. I'm Michael. Good night and good luck. And fuck you! <laughs>